Geronimo Stilton, Lost Treasure of the Emerald Eye. Late again. Putrid cheese puffs. It was nine o'clock and I, Geronimo Stilton, was late for work again. I rolled out of bed in a minute and was dressed in two. Pretty fast, considering I'm really not a morning person, a morning mouse. Cheese slices. I hate Monday mornings. I grumbled while brushing my teeth with cheddar-flavored toothpaste. Then I hurried downstairs, stumbled over my tail, and tumbled all the way down to the door. Thump, thump, thump. So much for being quiet as a mouse. The streets of New Mouse City, the capital of Mouse Island, were as noisy as ever. I guess everyone was late just like me. Cheese delivery trucks were everywhere, horns blasting. Mice, rats, and rodents of every shape and size raced by in cars and taxis and Mouse Jordan sneakers. Taxi, I shouted, jumping into a cab. 17 Swiss Cheese Center. Minutes later, we pulled up to my editorial office. Oh yes, I forgot to tell you that I run a newspaper. It's called the Rodent Gazette. I took the stairs two at a time and burst inside. What a workout. I was pooped. Maybe I shouldn't have canceled my membership at Rats La Lane after all. But before I could think about it, Marcella, my secretary, tackled me. Mr. Stilton, finally, she cried, her glasses dangling off one ear. There is a crowd of rodents waiting to see you. The designers, the printers, the mouse who works the water cooler, and the editor-in-chief wants to speak with you immediately. I headed to my desk. Mousella followed. The coffee machine is jammed, she continued, and another mailroom mouse quit. And, boss, don't forget you promised me a raise. My head felt like it was about to explode. Even my whiskers hurt. I wouldn't wish this day on the meanest cat ever. I hate Mondays. Fresh clams, anyone? It was evening, and the red sun sat on the ocean like a cherry on top of a piece of cheesecake. Up in the sky, white fluffy clouds of whipped cream floated around. What a delicious view, I sighed. But just as I was beginning to enjoy it, I heard a mouse screaming. Yowie! That rotten stove is trying to kill me! It was my cousin's voice. Thea and I rushed to help him. What happened? What is it? We squeaked together. Trap was leaping around on one paw. This rotten stove keeps jumping up and down like a teenage mouse at a Wild Whiskers concert, shrieked my cousin, massaging his toe. I burned my paw with the clam sauce. He slumped onto the padded sofa to check out his toe. Maybe you two can set the table, at least, Trap continued. While you've been up on deck enjoying the fresh air, I've been busting my tail down here. He closed his eyes and yawned. <sighs> Must I do everything? I gave the clam sauce a good sniff as Thea mixed it into the pasta. Now I know why in medieval times they poured boiling oil on their enemies from the castle walls, whined my cousin. He cradled his burned paw protectively. Why trap? I didn't know you were so cultured, I remarked, filling my plate. My cousin smirked. What culture? I got that from a cartoon on TV, he scoffed. You can find everything on TV, you know. Yes, of course you can, I answered absentmindedly. I was sniffing at the sauce again. Are you sure these clams are fresh? What do you mean fresh? Of course they're fresh, Trap insisted. Cross my heart. It's just that they smell sort of like a skunk at a cheap perfume counter, I offered. 
My cousin jumped off the sofa. Are you calling me a liar? He shouted. I told you they were fresh as fresh can be. If you don't believe me, fine. I guess you'd just enjoy hurting my feelings. Thea grabbed a slice of bread and headed for the stairs. It's my turn to stand watch, she chirped, racing away. I hesitated for a moment, then began to eat very slowly. I don't think I'll have any clams after all. I lost my appetite, said Trap, nibbling some bread and cheese. At two o'clock that morning, I woke up with a horrible stomach ache. I dashed to the bathroom, my glasses dangling off my snout. Seconds later, I tripped over the bath mat, banged my snout on the med medicine cabinet, and plopped onto the toilet. Suddenly, I had a horrible thought. Could it be the clams that made me sick? Just then, the bathroom door opened wide. Looking half asleep, Trap peered into the bathroom, and he covered his nose with both paws. What are you up to, building some kind of stink bomb? He coughed. Thea woke up by all the noise, joined us. Thea, woken up by all the noise, joined us. She sized up the situation in an instant. Spit out the truth, Trap, demanded my sister. Where did you really buy those clams? My cousin was silent. He stared down at the carpet. Uh, well, I bought them in the fish department at the frozen food counter, he confessed with a guilty look. Frozen, I squeaked, but you told me they were fresh clams. Trap stood up straight. Well, yes, of course they were fresh at one time. The frozen clams were, um, a special offer. The mouse who sold them to me last month told me to eat them that same day or they would spoil. But of course, I didn't take him seriously. You know these sales mice, they always tend to exaggerate, squeaked Trap. Grr, sales mice my paw, I cried. Do you realize that you could have killed me with that poison? You should get a job as a chef at a cafeteria for cats. I tried to grab him, but I ended up stumbling over a roll of toilet paper instead. Why, oh why, had we brought him along? A mystery on board. At dawn, on the 16th day of sailing, we were almost halfway to Treasure Island. After my watch, I went down to the galley where we had stored all our food. That's when I discovered the bread crumbs on the floor. Strange, very strange, I thought. The trail of crumbs led to a barrel full of apples. I lifted the barrel's lid. Inside, I found five chewed-up apple cores. Did we have a stowaway on board? I decided not to say anything to the others. Not yet, anyway. If I was wrong, they would make fun of me for the rest of the trip. The next night, when everyone was asleep, I sprinkled some baby powder in front of the kitchen door. Then I tied a piece of thread to the doorknob. Early the next morning, I went down to check, just as I'd thought. The thread had been broken. Yep, it sure looked like someone had been sticking their paws in the old cheese bit jar. Then I noticed the paw prints in the powder. How odd. They were very, very small. Could they belong to a dwarf mouse? I decided I had to do something before the little thief ate us right out of houseboat and home. That night, I slept with my lucky baseball bat by my side. It was a present from Slug Rat Jones, also known as Sluggy, an old rat friend of mine who plays professional baseball. If that stowaway came after me, I'd be ready for him. It was one o'clock in the morning when I finally heard creaking sounds coming from the kitchen. I put on my glasses, then I grabbed a flashlight with my right paw and the bat with my left. When I got downstairs, the sneaky thief was opening the fridge. I tiptoed toward him and switched on the light. Aha! I cried, ready to strike. Then my mouth dropped open. It was my nephew, Benjamin, happily munching on a cheesy chew. Hello, uncle, he squeaked, flinging his paws around my neck. 
He kissed me on the tip of my snout. Aren't you glad to see me? But why? But how? But when? I mean, what are you doing here? I stammered. I promised to make myself useful, he cried. I'll sweep the deck, fold your clothes, stack your hats. Did you know I'm a little champion stacker? I got an A-plus in stacking at Little Tails Academy when I was in kindergarten. And I'll be your secretary, too, so when you go back, you can write a wonderful book. There was only one thing to do. I gave him a giant mouse hug. I love you very much, Benjamin, I said, and I am very glad you are here.